Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Now, uh, Elena Fitzgerald from Fitzgerald's Woodlands House Hotel and Spa in Adair joins me in the studio this morning. You're welcome, Elena. Morning, uh, Joe. You have just been appointed president of the Irish Hotels Federation in the Midwest. Uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. In your own right, of course. But there's a very interesting aspect to this, isn't there? There's a mother-daughter combo when it comes to this role. Tell me. There is. So I was absolutely delighted to be um, nominated and selected as the president of the Irish Hotels Federation. So covers the whole of Ireland. Um, interestingly, uh, my mother held exactly the same post 20 years ago. Um, so it's a huge honour and I suppose it's lovely um, that my mother is you know, still so involved in the hotel and still there to support and, and guide us. And it was funny because I presented um, like an inaugural kind of you know, speech and kind of set out my 10 points of what I wanted to focus on um, without the C words, you know, coronavirus ever coming into the equation. So it was funny a day into the job, the challenges presented. But it was interesting to see how far tourism has come in the 20th Twenty years and how far the hotel industry has come um, and you know I suppose mom during her presidency you know she had foot and mouth you know and for the unfortunate events of 9-11 um, and yet there was a sameness about some of the things so I as part of my speech anyway I said look I hope we've no drama like that and here we are a day into the job and uh, all of a sudden you know we, we have I suppose the much talked about coronavirus um, and that you know so look I've been involved for 20 odd years um, I have a lot of experience in terms of with the Irish Hotels Federation so it's great to be you know I suppose very much involved in how we forge forward as an industry. Right um, so what are the thoughts of you and other hoteliers on the coronavirus? Yeah, well, I suppose, you know, um, there's a coordinated industry response being put in place um, and that's been led by the Department of Health because ultimately, look, you or I, Joe, we're, you know, we're not medics, we're not qualified and even, you know, it's a step up, it's it's a level again when it comes to public health and particularly given its whole international status and that as well. Um, so the Department of Health, together with the Department of Tourism, are helping, you know, entities like the Irish Hotels Federation put in place measures, I suppose, just to try, and not to control it or whatever, but just that we can try and be as prudent as we can. And I suppose it's about getting the balance between what can be hysteria and what's practical. Um, and that, and, and obviously, you know, hoteliers, no more than the individual at home in their house, we all have a part to play. So at the moment, we're just finalising, I suppose, in conjunction with the Department of Health and Department of Transport and Tourism, um, the steps or guidelines or kind of recommendations for, um, I suppose, hoteliers, both in terms of their employees and their team members, which is, you know, really, really important, um, but equally in terms of guests and that as well. And I mean, this is an unknown. This is something... Whilst we had foot and mouth 20 years ago, this is a completely different kettle of fish because it is an international piece. Now, we're heading into March mm-hmm. this weekend. Um, so we're getting into higher to high season, obviously, uh, for you uh, in, uh, in Adair and for many other uh, businesses in Limerick. Um, I suppose you're thinking about it from the point of view of local business and events. You're thinking about it. Um, will international visitors come? Will visitors from the UK come all of these things are in your mind and I suppose you know the desire is always there that we want people to come but it's about putting the the necessary things in place to make sure that you know 
I suppose as much as you could in terms of people that are traveling that you're minimizing probably potential exposure there is and that's a very very difficult thing to do because I suppose if you take the Italy game as, as an example and the big decision that was made in that earlier this week I think everybody was keyed up about well next weekend you know the Italy game would have gone on but there's still a whole host of Italians coming now some of those Italians are coming from the southern tip of you know Italy or potentially the islands where they may not have had as you know any exposure to it but the reality is, as, as somebody said, you can put a travel ban in place. Um, you know, potentially if you really wanted to get to Ireland, well, you could go from Italy to France via England and that. So it's a really, really difficult thing um, to police um, and that. So it, it's funny. And I suppose, look, we can only take, um, you know, the recommendations from the people in the relative departments because they're the ones who have, I suppose, the European-wide or the worldwide exposure to, you know, in terms of what well, protocols have been set and where we go from there. Well, are you aware of any cancellations so far as a result of this fear? Uh, yes, I am. So at the hotel conference, I sat with um, somebody from this region and they literally were showing me a WhatsApp group that they'd set up within um, their own hotel community just talking about the cancellations. And there they were coming in, you know. People have worked very hard over the years in terms, like China is now the largest outbound market in the world. Um, it used to be Germany before. And people work very hard to build those relationships. A lot of investment coming in in terms of China-ready programs, whatever. So it's not just the Chinese piece. You know, we, we've whole Brexit thing going on in the backdrop. That's been a big problem for Germany. Now, Germany is, already has its own economic issues, but we needed everything going right for us. So in some people's mind, it's almost as if, you know, there is a, a wall or there is a border. And even though their itineraries may not be even taking place there, that in itself is a problem for them. So it's it's. So, sorry, so, so this is this is since what the Northern Ireland case? Yeah, no. So, no. What I'm saying is, you know, Brexit before the coronavirus ever hit was all was oh, already yeah. an but, issue but, for but, people in Germany but, in particular. But the coronavirus, you know, is people have cancelled who were due to come in from where? Uh, from China. Um, from European centres and that as well. They would be primarily... Now, it hasn't been as evident from an American perspective, but obviously we have St. Patrick's Day, you know, on our horizon, the Banfest here in, in, in Limerick, you know, and there are serious questions. I mean, I was talking to somebody this morning, they traditionally would have gone to Cheltenham and they've made the decision not to go. Um, so it's anything, anywhere there's a large gathering, that's where there's going to be an issue. I think where there's individual travel, you know, some people will still forge on and do it. They've paid for it. They've invested in it. I mean, it is worth pointing out that, you know, based on what people understand about viruses of this kind, and I understand this is a new one, um, it will not be prominent during the summer because these work on a seasonal winter basis. Mm -hmm. So actually your June, July, August period which is high season for tourism, very unlikely to be an issue. But of course, if there are cancellations well in advance now, then clearly they won't come. Yeah, and I think it is going to be an issue in China for a while because their economy as well has to recover. Um, it's not just, you know, the desire to travel is probably still there. But I mean, there's people in, in China who we have a Chinese a supplier for linen. Um, they haven't worked as a community for a long, long time. Um, so it's going to have a, a, an impact on the everyday goods that we use as well too. So it's that whole supply chain thing. It's 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 just it's really really vast in terms of the impact of it, and we're only we're only at the beginning of it really. Okay, a slightly less significant question, but um, the ongoing works in Nadir, uh, the main street. Um, we were talking to Irish Water about it. Is that having an impact? 
Oh, listen, I, I don't I don't even want to start talking about it. I think I'll probably cry. It is having a huge impact. It really, really is. And in fairness to the contractors, they're there, they're doing their best. Our understanding is they're on schedule. But it's the notion that you can shut down, you know, a, a real artery in terms of tourism and whatever else. And, you know, we've signs up saying Adair is open for business and it absolutely is open for business. We need the business. Nobody knows how much we need it now. I was talking to one retailer, the first week of their business was down 40%. The second week was down 60%. Um, or that My own husband uh, runs the petrol station at air and it's right outside his door right now. And it's it's not funny. And, you know, we have a responsibility to the people that we employ and you can only cut things back so much. So, look, please, God, that it will continue. It'll, God, in an ideal world, it would finish ahead of schedule. But it, it really is decimating. And I would encourage people all over Limerick and beyond to please try and support Adair. We really, really do need And sometimes people think Adair is a protected species. It's a bubble. But this is really, really hurting. And it's hindering us. It's hindering our development. Okay. And of course, the N69 as well has its own roadworks going on as a, a potential alternative. So it, it is a difficult time. Well, listen, Elena Fitzgerald, congratulations to you being appointed president of the Irish Hotels Federation nationally. My apologies for that at the beginning. Um, and we look forward to talking to you, as we always do anyway, on the show. We keep the fingers crossed for business, while at the same time, as you say, being sensible and prudent about the coronavirus. And nobody's saying that that shouldn't be the case. But as you quite rightly say, there's a balance there between closing the entire country down um, and all the impacts that that would have and trying to contain and, and control um, coronavirus. Uh, thank you, Elena. Thank you very much. Call Limerick today now on 461995.